This is a Color Pencil Podcast, session number 265. Welcome to Sharpened Artist, a Color Pencil Podcast. Weekly discussions in and around this medium that we love so much. Hey there, my name is John Middick of SharpenedArtist.com. This is a Color Pencil Podcast, and I am your host. We did a workshop this weekend. It was so much fun. We had students from literally all around the world, so in every kind of time zone that you could imagine. So the workshop took place on Friday night for me over on uh, Eastern Time here in Cincinnati, Ohio. Uh, so it was from 6 to 8.30, and then on Saturday... The workshop was from 12 to 4, but it was so exciting to see all the different versions of uh, the limes that came out of that workshop. And one uh, artist in particular did like, I don't know, four or five or six different watercolor versions of uh, this particular still life. And it was just incredible. All of these artists so are amazing and in their own right. And they, they bring so much to the table. One artist in particular, after uh, we were done, she actually turned her drawing on its side and her uh, reference on the side, and she was able to see a lot of areas where she wanted to improve the value structure. Um, she did an incredible job, even without making any of those modifications. But I, I just was so excited to see uh, that kind of creativity and experience to be able to look at it and judge it and do a self-critique to know how to improve it and make it better going forward. I love it. There was a lot of time for some Q&A and uh, for being able to look at individual pieces and talk about some areas where um, students could improve upon their work. And I love being able to, to do that as well. So, all right. We will have another one of these. They'll be coming up um, uh, very shortly here within a, a few weeks. So stay tuned for that. And if you're not on the email list, then I would encourage you to become a part of the Sharpened Artist community and you'll be notified next time we have a workshop. So I can't wait for that. They're so fun. They're so exciting. And they actually feel a lot like an in-person workshop, especially when the, the um, students have their cameras on and their mics on and we're able to interact with one another and we learn from one another and we grow from one another. Those interactions are so, so valuable, I believe. An interesting discussion came up, and I wanted to talk about it just a little bit here on the podcast today. We didn't discuss it in detail. It was a few comments, uh, and it was kind of a rabbit hole, so I didn't really talk about it a whole lot, but it is an interesting discussion, so I wanted to talk about it briefly here, and that will be our show today. So what happened was, there was uh, some comments and uh, some um, discussion around using watercolor pencils or uh, the watercolor media even itself or any type of 
you know, if you think of an aquarel uh, type of uh, pencil, anything that is a water-soluble pencil, and you add water to it. Now, you can use it dry, but if you add water to it, and then using a mixed-media approach with traditional wax and oil-based colored pencils. So, let's, let's think about that for just a moment. So, the idea was um, uh, presented that maybe you could take wax and oil-based pencils and lay those down and then you could take uh, a watercolor pencil and liquefy it go over the top of the wax and oil-based products and uh, create uh, a layer of this watercolor media on top of uh, the traditional colored pencils my first reaction to that kind of thing is typically are you kidding me that's the last thing that you want to do quite literally that's the last thing you want to do is you want to take the wax and the oil-based pencils as your final layer okay so let me explain that i do not suggest and i i the re the reasons are uh many and I won't go into all of the reasons, really, why I don't suggest this, but I will tell you what the recommendation is first, and then we can talk about it for a moment. But not to belabor the point, I do not recommend taking a water-soluble product and putting that on top of a wax and oil-based traditional colored pencil. Let's just call it a traditional colored pencil. Okay. So... If you want to go the other way around, um, then you'll have an archival situation. Everything uh, should be archival. It should last for 30 years or more, and um, you shouldn't have any problems with that. So um, the same thing is true if we're talking about acrylics and then you're painting oil painting on top of acrylic, uh, watercolor. You have watercolor color washes, and then you're painting on top of that, or you're using uh, traditional colored pencils on top of that. There shouldn't be any problems with that. But, you know, we if we start talking, though, about reversing this um, order and reversing these layers, then there, there are some inherent problems with that. And, you know, uh, the suggestion, I think, was um, made that there are other artists that are doing this. Okay. Now, I don't doubt that. I I'm sure there are other artists doing this. That's probably always the case, no matter what we're talking about. You can find someone who will be doing that. Most of the time, I think what happens is we see someone who is working in illustration. And so they're creating something and on paper and then they uh, take uh, a scanned copy of that it's turned then into a digital format and they're using that for uh, other purposes there are people a lot smarter than me <laughs> i'll just put it this way that have studied this for a long time and have uh you know, they know a lot about you know what uh, substrates and what you're doing with uh, this layering process and environmental conditions and humidity and temperature controls and adhesion to uh, one particular layer, which has some um, uh, elasticity, we'll say, some flexibility in the medium versus some that uh, have um, a more stable 
Um, you know, I can't even talk about it because I don't know even I don't have, have the vocabulary even to really discuss this intelligently. But there's a lot of guys and a lot of people who are so much smarter than me that already know these things. And so what I usually want to know is what's the conclusion? And the conclusion typically is and the the standard, if you want to call it that, the the common knowledge is that you just don't want to put water-based media on top of a wax or oil-based media. The reasons are many. And so if you're going to uh, want to create just an illustration and you're doing it just for the looks of the final uh, product and you're creating a digital format of whatever it is you're working on, you know, yeah, great. That's that's awesome. That is perfect. But if you're doing it and you're thinking that, you know, perhaps this is going to be archival and you're going to sell your work or something like that, then this is where I really caution artists against doing that. The same thing is true when we're talking about using one of these water-based gel pens, white gel pens, placing your highlights on uh, different areas with a gel pen. Now, one thing that I can usually do is this, and I've, I've tested this, and I'm, I'm sure you probably have as well, but you can just take your fingernail and you can scrape off different things uh, like this white gel pen. Or you can take, you know, one of these uh, popular ceramic knives right now and you can just take that little blade and just scrape just very gently, not even add much pressure at all. Scrape on uh, some wax or oil based product uh, or rather the uh, watercolor product that you put on top of a wax or oil base and it'll probably just come right off. You know, it'd be my guess. So we may get real elaborate. And we may say, oh, well, you know, you can protect it with a fixative and things like that. And yeah, I'm sure some of those things might work. But my thing is, why not just do it in a manner and a method, a technique that is sort of tried and true and has, uh, you know, stood the test of time and the experts who study these things uh, that know about materials and processes understand chemically that this is a more acceptable use of the media. Okay, that's that's my only thing about that. And, um, you know, I just want to make sure that if you're listening today and you've heard that or you've come across that and you see people doing it and you're wondering about it and you want to start incorporating that kind of technique into your work, then I just want to throw a word of caution out there to you and uh, just you know, rethink that just a little bit. And uh, why not just do something that is a little more um, accepted and a little more stable if you're wanting your work to be uh, archival? I just don't want to, um, you know, have a situation where you're risking a lot of things thinking that everything will be fine 20, 30 years down the road. And then you find out, oh, you know, there's some peeling going on or um, uh, things start to crack uh, or something like that. It's easy enough not to do that. Right. So, OK, I'll get off my high horse. <laughs> I'm not really on a high horse. I just uh, I think it's a good discussion because it comes up a lot. It's a question that uh, I often get. And uh, I think that it would make a good discussion here as well, just to talk about the fact that it's easy enough 
just to use any type of water-soluble pencils underneath, or if you're going to use a uh, watercolor as an underpainting. You know, anything that is mixed with water, just think about that first and say, okay, I'm going to use that first. And then the last thing I ever want to do, as <laughs> being a little tongue-in-cheek with that, but it's the last thing I ever want to do is add my my traditional colored pencils on top of a watercolor base. So it is the very last thing I want to do because it's the last thing I will do before I spray and protect my work, right? Okay, that's it for today, guys. I hope that was helpful. And um, if you're not part of the Sharpened Artist community or uh, even in the uh, monthly sharpener, you can go over there and uh, sign up for free. But if you're not on my email list and part of the community, then I encourage you to do that as well. There should be a link over in the show notes and uh, you'll get notified next time we do one of these workshops. A lot of great feedback uh, on the workshop and um, it's because of the fabulous artists that are in there. You know, we're all helping each other and it's so much fun to be a part of uh, a group like that. So, all right. I appreciate you listening week to week. I really do. And we've got a number of uh, audible questions that have come in. There's still time to get yours in if you want to do that. I would encourage you to do that. You can go over to sharpenedartist.com slash podcast. Look over on the right-hand side. There's a little pop-out over there, and I think it says record uh, voicemail or something like that. And you just click on that. There's a little wizard that you, you walk through. It's really quick and easy. Um, just a little pop-up, and uh, takes like, you know, 10 seconds to do. And you can record a uh, voice question for me. If you don't like it, you can hit delete or you can hit um, re-record or whatever and uh, send it on its merry way. I will get that. I will play that on a future show. We've got a lot that have come in, but I'm going to make a longer show out of this and I'm going to play the question on the show so you get to hear your voice and uh, you can give me your name on that call if you want to or not. And then I, w- I will uh, answer that question on the show. I'm looking forward to it. I, it'll have sort of a call-in kind of feel, so I'm really looking forward to it. Go over to the show notes if uh, you didn't catch anything that we talked about. And I'll talk to you next week. Until then, stay sharp. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. All the show notes can be found at www.sharpenedartist.com. Thank you.